Uh, I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Valkyrian. You guys broke up. You decided that you were going to take Cheshire back to, I guess, your haven? Mm-hmm. And then probably have some form of conversation with him so that you could answer some of your questions. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you wanted to do before you got back to your haven? I think it's been a, a, a long night and a lot has happened, and I think it's a time to take our places to uh, sleep the day. Sure. And then upon waking up, maybe just go, okay, we're both refreshed. Now we can talk. What does Missy's Haven look like? It's in the mall. It's all like homeless kind of people in the in the giant mall, but this end of the mall is where the people who are way worse off. That's where a lot of the the junkies are and the people who are even more disenfranchised section of this mall which is full of all disenfranchised people but this section of the mall is more so it's a lot darker it just smells a lot worse it's a lot dirtier but to missy it feels safer because it's more with what she's used to in her lifetime so it feels more comfortable because it's an area or a habitat she's used to. What was the store that Missy has claimed for her own to stay in? The little cookie or pretzel places that aren't in the food court, but they're like in the mall and they're just tiny little little spaces. It's just a small little alcove place, but it's got the out-of-work refrigerator storage area and she can kind of barricade stuff there and it's small and and i guess almost defensible for her like a walk-in closet but it's like the refrigerator for this except it's not cold because there's no power in this place what little light is down there it's just led lanterns or flashlights, things like that. It's very dimly lit. One would almost say that it's creepy. Very creepy. Most people don't go down there. You will wake up as with as closest to what you do being called waking up, where you go from being dead to not being dead. You will notice that Cheshire is still asleep. Do you do anything in the unknown amount of time before he stirs? Can I, like, look him over and see if there's any kind of markings or scars or anything on his arms, chest, back? Just to kind of see, is there any telltale signs of anything? I'll let you take the time, and he's not responsive to your touching. 
you grab one of your flashlights and you go up and down him, just kind of looking around. Let me start at the top. He's got just like frazzled hair. Now, you know that Kindred don't sweat because you don't sweat. So his hair could probably be combed out and looks nice, but there's no telling how long it's been since it's seen any proper attention. His eyes are slightly bulging and large and open, and you can see that they are brown. His mouth is closed. His face is more or less average, nothing too remarkable. No scars, birthmarks, or anything along those lines. Coming down to his chest, you pull aside his shirt, and you'll see that his chest wound is gone. Has Missy ever taken serious injury before? Not anything close to that, no. That is healed up. You know that he didn't have any possessions on him. When you guys brought him out of the freezer, you kind of looked him over. His pockets were empty. He didn't have a wallet, ID, keys, any of that kind of stuff. So he's wearing what you left him. Looking him over, he doesn't really seem to have anything special about him that is defining outside of the the grin on his face and his eyes and just general kind of off look about his face, which as a Malkavian, you probably have some idea what might be causing that. Does he look emaciated, weakened? Does he look fit? Does he look like he suffered any other kind of damage ever in his life? Before being turned, does he have scars? Anything at all? Tattoos? Nothing. You'll find a couple of little, like a little scar here on his arm that might have been from something like, as you grow up as a child, you do dumb things and you might break a bone and they might have to go in and reset it. Or, you know, you fall down the stairs and you end up getting a cut and that cut just leaves a scar. He's got a little bit of stubble but not like across his entire beard, just in a few places. Maybe could never grow a proper beard, and it just so happens to be on the day that he was embraced that he wasn't completely clean-shaven. He looks like the kind of guy that if you were walking through downtown, he could be wearing a suit, he could be there wearing jogging outfit, just running around downtown doing exercise, he could be a guy at the gym, he could be just about any normal-looking person. Okay. Except there's just something enlightened about his appearance. Okay. After doing that, she's just kind of... I think she would just lean against the wall with her knees drawn up, just kind of staring and waiting. Sure. He looks... He looks like he's one of my kind. And I don't mean the, the undead kind. But you both. You know what I mean. And you're right. He could be a new friend. And it's always good to have friends. I'm watching him. I know how to handle it. I, I, I got this. I'm. We'll, we'll see how he is. We'll learn what we can. And then if he's, you know, if he seems like he's going to play well with all of us, then. He'll be fine. We can't judge him based on the events of yesternight because, you know, 
the whole bat thing, and that had to be a bit of a shock, right? And when he said, I, I don't know, I think it would be better to, to see what he could teach because he's, he mentioned some things I didn't know. It, Art and Jimbo never told me. I could have gotten a new name. And he seems like he's been around for a while. His clothes were very out of date and he might, could be a strong ally. You should have seen how he ate that, uh, that guard. Oh, well, you were there. You saw. About an hour will go by before the first semblance of life will return to this man. And it will return very suddenly with an intake of breath, a quick, <gasps> and he will slam his hands down on the floor next to him and push himself up to a sitting position and is looking around wildly before his eyes rest on you. So paranoid. Not paranoid. Oh, no. Never mind. Wasn't talking to you. It's. And he starts patting at the ground, feeling at his chest where he was previously injured. Hmm. Wouldn't you be? It's, It's coming back. You're. Yes. And he stands up and starts looking around the room. I don't imagine when you guys retired here last night, if if you were feeling the weight of the day sleep on you, he fell asleep earlier than you. Still safe. And he'll look outside into the mall itself. She'll kind of stand up and get behind him and kind of crane her neck to look out to see what he's looking at. Just watching him. We, you, you promised we would feed tonight. Oh, yeah. You can go out there and find somebody. They won't be missed. He'll look out and he'll look up and you can see him paying attention. And then he looks around for stairs. Sees the elevator there that's not working. And he's going to stalk from your haven over to the elevator. You will see him circle it, and then he will take his hands and grab hold of the outside wall and begin to climb up. You know that that is clearly not something a normal person could do. No, he's not a normal person, is he? No, he is not. But she'll she watch it and she'll say, you, don't, you may not like how any of these taste, though. He pauses between floors and is just kind of hanging there looking at you. Are they diseased? Hmm. More polluted. And she'll begin to follow him. Is she trying to climb up the outside? Well, wherever he is, yeah. It is nowhere near as easy as it is for him. But he is up there, and he is out of your field of view before you reach the top. And then you're going to hear a sound of some scuffle. And then he's like, hey, man, what the fuck you... And then it goes into a slow... And when you reach the top, 
he is fangs deep in some homeless guy. Her eyes will just just peek over where she can see him. And she'll just almost letting another animal do their thing. She doesn't want to do anything to upset him or make him get territorial or anything to freak him out. So she's going to just stay back and continue watching him and let him do his thing. She's also going to watch and see if he's okay with how that person tastes. Cause you know, again, the end of the mall, a lot of junkies. Does Missy not like the taste of these people down here? Mm-mm. She does not like to take people that take drugs. No, she doesn't like that. That tastes like she, she calls it polluted. They, they taste funny. It's not elegant. He takes this man. He just tosses him to the side, and it is very much a toss. He's hunched over, kind of stooped, and when he's done, he just stands and lets the body fall. He has done this right on the walkway here on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And a thing that you will notice two things actually is that the man is not moving and that there are two puncture holes in his neck that are leaking to the last bit of his life's blood. You're going to want to clean up after yourself. Shimo doesn't like it when we leave a mess like that. He'll look from you to the dead man. The others will take care of it. It's nothing. The others? He'll motion down the hallway where there are other people that are making sounds but don't really seem to be paying attention to you specifically here. And he straightens his borrowed shirt, looks down at the man and sees that he is wearing some shoes and he kind of looks at them and then decides they'll probably fit good enough and then starts pulling the shoes off the dead man. Look, Cheshire, it's fine and all that you have to feed, but I think when you're in somebody else's house, you should Go by their rules. Just polite manners. What are manners to a canine? They are a tool of the cattle so that they can play nice with each other. He's got one of the shoes on at this point. Six of the people he feeds off of is cattle. Not me. I don't think. Yeah. Well... No, he's not respectful of Jimmy. This is this is Jimmy's domain. Hmm. Cheshire, really, you you're gonna need to at least clean up the the wound. I mean, people die here all the time. It's fine, but you gotta clean up the wound. Can't have anybody thinking things. He stands up. To see how well they fit. It takes a step and then a step just to like feel him out. Seems pleased with himself. Fine. He goes over, grabs the dead man by the head, and then just gives it a twist. And his neck is now completely broken. She'll kind of finish climbing up and out and stand looking down at the uh, body. Huh? I guess it's. It's better than nothing. So, you know, Cheshire, um, that's, it's a start, but can't you just kind of 
lick the wound so it's, it doesn't look like the, the two holes. Art says that we have to really make sure, keep ourselves, you know, unknown, unseen. It's it's a big thing with him. He looks down at the dead man whose neck is now a wrenched mess. It's good enough. Come, I must see what I have missed in in my years. If if I if I were to lick the wound, would it close it? You don't know off the top of your head. Kneeling down with the idea of I'll just I'll just do it myself. I'll help Cheshire out. You know, he's just came back, you know. But um smelling the blood could I tell maybe if he was a uh, a drug user that would have polluted blood that she would not like? It'd be real hard for you to figure that out with as little blood as he has in him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say probably not. Okay. Kneeling down and then looking at him and don't really know if it'll work and don't really want to take the chance that it might taste bad. And instead of licking the wound, I think she's just going to kind of just shove him behind a mall planter. Sure. <laughs> just, we'll just hide him back here. You can tell when you get down there and you're looking at him that the violence involved in his attempt at covering this up made a few other small holes on this guy's neck as a piece of bone may pop through here or Cheshire's fingers got in there and just like his nails got him. So it's not like he's got a twisted neck and two vampire holes in him, but Cheshire has begun to walk down the other end of the mall to leave. After she does that, she'll run to catch up. Sure. Feeling a little more confused at, yes, the disrespect in somebody else's domain, which I think that basic etiquette of when you're in somebody else's domain, you do show respect. And that's just even out on the street, when you're in somebody else's turf, you still show respect. So that kind of is, goes against the ingrained etiquette that she does know. Yeah, it breaks at least two traditions. Yeah. There is a growing unease. And now that both voices, now that they both have started to almost have gotten on the same side, which doesn't happen often is probably also amplifying that unease because when the voices agree with each other, that's typically a a warning sign. Sure. He just fed and the wound he's, he's strong. He would be tough if I had to do anything to him. So she'll kind of catch up to him and go, so we're, to now, I thought you were going to tell me about, um, you know, being a, you know, a kindred and, and what it means. Because uh, you've said you were um, a, a, a Sabbath or, or something. I am a Canite. Kindred is a word that the the weak ones use, the tools of the ancients. And he's looking around and he sees an exit sign and he starts heading in that direction. What is it you want to know? Um, well, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, 
I mean, you you talk about you know treating them as cattle, and, and you don't seem to. And she'll kind of point behind her back at what just happened. You don't seem to really care about keeping things on the the down low like art says to do. So, I mean, how do you expect to survive if you're if you're if you're just gonna act like a an animal through the strength of my blood and the blood of my pack? Uh, I hate to tell you, Cheshire, but I don't see a pack. We'll see what we can see then. And if need be, maybe, maybe we'll make a new pack. Oh, I, I have a pack. He'll look at you surprised like, really? Yeah, you met him. Jimbo and, and Art. <laughs> a couple of others, yeah. It's good, it's good. Are you familiar with the Rite? A Wete? Uh, they must have called it something else. The Your ceremonies and your traditions. <laughs> we don't really... Oh, no, we do have a, a tradition. Every morning, Jimbo gets up and plays a playlist to start the, to start the night. And he... Looks up to the speakers in the ceiling, and some 80s song is still going on right now. Yeah. This is, we do this, this is, you know, and then the whole, what what other traditions are? Who leads the Valdery? The what? He slumps. It's just... You make it sound like you know, but then you don't know. Well, to be honest, I, I don't I don't know much except for what they've told me, and it's still not a lot. I mean, I know there's the, the Camarilla, and they're... He waves his hand to the side when you say Camarilla. Weak. Like I said, they don't really have much to do with me, so I don't really know anything about our history except for what Art's told me, and that's just... I don't know. I don't know what to believe in, or what's just his conspiracy theories. I don't know. I would like to learn, but you're, you're just throwing a lot of big words that I don't... I don't get. And at this point, you guys have gone outside and into the, mm-hmm. the cool night air. And he looks around and sees that the world is much different than he remembers. He takes all that in for a moment and looks down and sees, this is going to sound strange, but where can I find a chalice? A chalice? So a, a cup? needs to be, it's symbolic. It needs to be more than just some cup. Maybe made of Precious metals or jewelry store, perhaps? Um, oh, yeah, there's this store in this uh, good part of uh, town that um, they, like, sell, like, uh, wedding gifts. And they have, um, like, for weddings, like, cups for the, the, the two people getting married, the, the bride and groom. So would that work? His hands are pointing. He's like, "Yes, yes." That's they're they're shaking a bit. For it's got some ritualistic significance. That would be perfect. Where is it? 
So yeah, she's gonna point. We gotta walk. We shall. We shall walk. Okay. So she'll walk him to this area, which I don't know how far away it would be from the from the mall. You have some time to talk with him, as you do, and he'll be happy to answer questions that you ask. So, what are we going to do with the cup? We need the cup to perform the Valdry. It's one of our most ancient and sacred traditions. It is what truly helps bind a pack together and helps us to, to work together. Oh, we don't need a cup to do that. We're already a pack. We didn't have to do anything special to make that happen. It's it's more than that. It's about the symbolism of coming together as a group. She'll roll her eyes. He's talked down to her. I don't know. If you think everybody drinking out of the same cup is going to do anything. It's not just the drinking. It's Everyone contributes. Everyone is a part of what goes into the cup and then drinking it together. So we're going to get this cup and then we're going to bring it back. And then Jimbo and Art and I, is that what you're thinking? That we're going to become this pack? Because we don't have to do that. You could just be part of us. You don't have to, we don't have to do anything special. So as you're walking, he has his one hand in the cupping motion with his palm up. No, you see, we all spill our vitae into the chalice, and then the the priest says the incantations, and then we all drink, and it brings us all closer together. Hmm. It ensures loyalty and camaraderie. Yeah, but I don't have to drink their vitae to know they're going to be loyal, and Art's already a comrade. He seems like he's getting a little frustrated, because to him, this is just common sense. This is what you do. I don't think they're going to want to do it anyway. So, Jeshar, what happens if they don't want to do this then? I mean, if they say no. Are you sure that you could truly trust them then? Could you truly, truly know that they are not a tool of the elders? The elders? Who are the elders? <laughs> he stops for a moment. The the ones that are controlling everything. All right. Now you do sound crazy like, a, like art. No, they... Things might have been different back in your time when you were, you know, pre-bat to your chest. But it's not, I don't think we have to do this whole... If things weren't the same, then I wouldn't have to explain this to you because you would know because we would have won. The antediluvians would be gone and we would all be free to be as we are instead of bowing to this Camarilla bullshit. Or you lost because your ideas were old and didn't make any sense. And But the old is what we are fighting against. They are – and he's just opening and closing his hands trying to, trying to think. The, uh, 
they are grandchild to Cain himself. And they are controlling everything. And we need to find them and destroy them so that we can be free to be ourselves. It's part of what the Valdery does. It helps to keep us safe. Breaks all of the previous bonds of the blood one would hold over another. All right, you you threw a lot at me there. Um, Cain, as in like what they talk about down at the mission. The yes, we have we have a mission for no, no, like the the Abel Cain and the and the because I don't believe any of that. That's but that is our history. That's made up stuff. No, that's not. No, 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 no. It is this is very much how things are and how things were. And you're talking about a breaking blood bonds and and that and then so what? It creates a new blood bond and then, okay, you know, I don't know if I want to sever. I don't know if they want to sever any bonds that they have, and I don't know if they want to make a new bond with you and. You said they were your friends, and they said they were loyal. Yeah. This is only protection. From? From the everything. From everything outside of the pack. From that which is not part of you. In the beginning, there was the garden. There was Adam and Eve, and they had their two sons, Cain and Abel. And God, in his infinite wisdom, asked them to sacrifice something that they cared about to show their devotion, whatever. The important thing is Cain sacrificed the most because of how much he loved his brother. And for that, he was cast out and then cursed thrice times more by God's servants, these angels. But Cain was righteous and he was correct. God asked for that which he cared the most for and what man cares more than for his brother. He only did what God asked. So upon being cursed, he went out into the world. He's going to pace for a minute to give you time to parse. When he launches into all of that, she just shuts down like she's heard this pitch before from the mission. And given the fact that she knows he's Malkavian, She's going to assume that this is just a belief he had that's been amplified due to his Malkavianness. Right now, she's writing it off as he has some kind of paranoia and he's putting it in this frame of mind. Sure. That's his thing. That's what makes him melt. And he'll come back to you because he's gotten a few steps ahead and he'll look at you and he's got his arms and they're kind of then Cain begat his childer and there were five of them and then that was the second generation and now everything was good for a little while and the second generation begat the third generation that is where Malkov and Ventru and Bruja came in for these were their people they were the ones that were the third generation they rose up and came down upon the second generation for, it's not, doesn't fucking matter. But then Cain cursed them. And that is where the modern clans come from, because they were these 13 or 7 or whatever they were 
that third generation, those are the antediluvians because they are before the flood. That's how old they are, and that's how they've been out there. We need to find them. We need to kill them so that we can be free. Because, like, like for us, when you eat, you've eaten a rat, right? Very desperate, just so hungry. Mm-hmm. Sure. You need to eat so many of those rats to to begin to feel sated. Mm-hmm. So imagine now that you're thousands of years old. Think of how many rats you would need to eat. And then those rats are, and he points to the just people walking around that are giving him quite a wide berth because he looks like a crazy person and he sounds like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And he's gesturing like a crazy person. So they they call to you in the blood and they pull you back to them. And then they eat you because you are, you are a, you are a cat to where they are a flea and you just, you can't eat enough of them. And when they've eaten us all, they will walk the earth again if we do not stop them. Jeshire, have you ever seen one of these anti-levers? I live with them every day. And you do too. That's why we are we are the same. Malkov was our antediluvian, and well, just as we feel this connection, others of our bloodline we can recognize them and we can feel them. And if you listen hard enough, and you you are strong enough of the blood, you can hear them. You can talk to them. That is our our curse, our blessing, as it were. And you know this, you have been able to get that feeling when you were at Elysium or something along those lines, somewhere where there's a lot of kindred around, mm-hmm. that you would catch eyes with somebody, and they would catch eyes with you, and you would just feel some kind of small connection to them, some kind of game-recognized game, and not in the way that you recognize other vampires. And then, unsurprisingly, you would find out later on that they are also Malkavian. And there is some form of kinship there. Mm-hmm. So some of what he's saying in that regard sounds true. Some of it sounds true, but some of it also seems to be mixed with a folklore that the kind believe in, which makes it seem more unlikely, I think, to Missy. So just kind of shrug. I mean, we still have to walk to the place and then walk back, so she's got time. Like Maybe if he gets it out, he can get it out. And you ask if I have seen them, I have not personally seen them, but I know that they exist because other members, not of my pack, but of other packs, have killed their antediluvians. The Zemis and the La Sombra have both slain theirs. Hmm. We search and we hunt and we try to find them so that we can we can stop them. Hmm. So is that how you ended up in a freezer? No, that was um and he's gonna come down from his ranting state. That was the fault of some some man. I was here to scout things and well 
They did not appreciate my presence, it seems, nor my words of wisdom. Hmm. They must be pretty strong if they um, were able to do that to you. There was a time when the Bruja would be considered as philosopher kings and philosopher warriors, however you want to spin it, however you want to talk about it. But their their gifts of the blood have given them significant power in the brutish arts. Hmm. Yeah, but why doesn't he want to go after the Bruja that did that to him? Why is he going after these? Oh, I, I will get him. Hmm? I just need to not do it on his terms, you see. First I have to reestablish myself and find out. And you, you and your friends, your pack, if you so call it, but we will be a true pack soon, so that will be fine. And then we'll begin to to find out information about this city so that we can free it. I don't know if you're going to get Jimbo on board with that idea. I mean, he's the one that kind of runs the pack. Well, we'll see how he feels about it when he learns when he learns the truth. And he'll look around. Where's where do we go for this place? She'll look around and get her bearings and go, Oh, it's just up the block on the left. So you will see him recognize the place. He's not so old that he doesn't understand the concept of a wedding, but uh-huh presses his hands against the glass and gets his face real close and starts trying to look around in there, ignoring the people on the streets. She'll put a hand on his arm, whisper, should probably go around the back. We don't want to, and she'll point to the people. He'll look over her shoulder and say, yes, yeah, that's, that's, makes sense, let's go. Mm-hmm. Go around the, into the alley to the back door of the place find the the door and look around, see if there are any kind of cameras or anything. I don't have art here to fix that problem for me. She knows a couple of things. One, there is definitely a camera back here that is looking at the back door. The door itself doesn't seem to have anything super crazy on it. There's no, like, magnetic key pass. While the lock on it seems nice and maintained, it doesn't seem like anything super excessive as far as security devices. There you go. Okay. I think I would just like to see if there's a way to maybe approach the camera without being seen on it and angle it slightly. Yeah, there's definitely a way that we can get up on this one and Approach it from the blind side and make sure that it doesn't see anything as you are attempting to mess with it. With a little assistance, actually, from Cheshire to to give you a boost to push it out of the way. You're able to prevent it from capturing the, I assume, lockpicking that you're about to perform on the back door. Yes. Do you get to the door before him? He's excited. He wants to get in there. He's going to kind of push forward unless you... The camera's moved. I'll let him do what he wants to do, and then when he realizes he can't get in, I will do what I want to do. He will get ahead of you, and 
he will look at the door, look it up and down to make sure that it is the one that has the same whatever's bridle on it. And he will reach down to grab the handle, and he'll pull on it. And it, of course, is locked. And then he'll look up at it, frustrated for a second, he's going to pull very hard. You saw him climb up an elevator earlier. Mm-hmm. And when you followed after him, you saw that there were small finger holes and you watched him wrench that guy's neck around. So, you know, he might be able to just rip this doorknob off and, you know, do other things. You've seen Kindred maybe do similar things. She'll again put a hand on his arm. I can uh, open it for us. We don't have to manhandle it. He'll look from you to the knob in his hand and you can see that there's some small dents in it. And he'll step back to let you do your thing. The good news is that you're able to open the door. Mm-hmm. As you push the door open, a high-pitched squealing rings out as an alarm goes off. All right. We got about five minutes maybe before somebody's going to show up. So we'll run in. Just grab the first one you see. We'll run out. Okay. He's already started walking, so yes, we will we will find our chalice here. I feel it. She's going to pull the hood up, kind of cover her face as much as she can, and go in and just try to find this as quick as she can. The first cup-type thing she can find. You will notice that there are cameras all over this place inside. Yeah. Is there any kind of object nearby that I can just kind of use to swing and bust the cameras up? So you just want to, like, break them? Yeah. I think that's what she would think to do. She wouldn't think to go find wherever it's being housed on a recording and and take that. She would just destroy it, probably thinking that's the best thing. So you jog ahead of him. You grab a broom out of the back area, and as he's coming out here, you see that camera, and you just whack it right with the handle. Like, all right. Uh-huh. Cheshire's like, yeah. He grabs a counter and just flips it. <sighs> Stuff goes flying everywhere. There's a loud crashing sound. He kicks through a display as he goes looking around. Do you want to do anything while he's searching? Right out, given that he's got the wrong impression, I think I just want to quickly scan for one of these cups and then tell him we got it and kind of run. Like, we can go. Let's bounce. Let's go. A few tense seconds will go by as you're batting cameras and he's just pausing the place. <sighs> He'll come up to a display. It'll be assorted jewelry. Nah. <laughs> Shit breaks everywhere. He'll go over to another section, and it'll be different clothing options that are just kind of there. And he'll just push past them, not even care, until he gets to the plates, silverware, cups, etc. section. And then he starts, like, ah. And that's when you come up behind him, and you can see that he's looking between a couple of them. It's like, ah, this one. And he seems to take it. He seems to be okay with it. It's like, yeah, that's. Perfect. We'll make a ductus of you yet. All right, we got it. Let's let's go then. You you got it. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's go. 
I think before she actually goes, since he's kind of tossed it and there's like jewelry just laying about, I think she might do a quick grab. Sure. You will find one of those trays, you know, that they have a little foam that you put all of the rings and jewelries in. Mm-hmm. You will see one of those that is intact, still has a a fold-down piece of glass covering it so that it's like a sealed box. It's real easy for you to just grab that and tuck it under your shoulder and head out of here. Score. Because Missy has zero money. Okay. I think our fence friend will uh, be able to give us some a good payday on it. But only if we don't get caught. And as you say that, you can see red and blues coming down the street. Can I activate Unseen Passage as I'm leaving? The beast swells up inside you, and as you can see, these red and blue lights and the police officers getting out. Starting to take control of the area a little bit. You feel the air said, you know what? You can eat one of them. It'd be fine. Cheshire just did it earlier. It's, you know, not a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Too public. Too many. But you'll see Cheshire standing there, and he's looking down the end of the alley, and he sees these people, and he just looks back over his shoulder to where you had been, more or less, all night, Mm -hmm. and doesn't see you there. We'll kind of just whisper, run the opposite direction of them. He tenses for a moment, and then recognizes your voice. And it's like a light bulb. It's like, that makes sense. He will turn to run in that direction. And as he goes past you, and then you follow to look after him, he is gone. No. No. Once we got like several blocks away, I have no idea if he's still in front of me, if I'm following him or not, because I just said run the opposite direction. Hopefully he doesn't turn. You're going to see a more or less a wave go through the crowd of people that are out here. Some of them are gawking and looking around. Some of them are going about their business. Some of them are taking selfies and stuff in the area. But you'll see this subconscious parting of people, and you'll focus on it for just a moment, pulling on the power of your blood to allow you to see things that are maybe trying to maintain hidden from you. You will see him, and he is running down the street in the direction that you indicated for him to run in. Just keep following him, and then when we get several blocks away, maybe in a area where there's not as many people, I'll um, kind of shout to him, breaking my unseen passage, and kind of call out to him. You'll see him stop, because you still have since the unseen going and he'll turn around and he starts looking around and then he'll see you because you are no longer hidden and then he will drop his own obfuscate no we're we, we should be clear of them by now yes there were there were many of them and I do not know this town exactly but we just need to um we have to take the long way around back, though. Well, gives me 
plenty of time to teach you, to instruct you. Not her head at that. Maybe also think about maybe they'll might find something on the way back because she she did get a little more hungry, but no, she doesn't need a snack. Do you have anything you want to talk to him about on your way back? I would like to know what this ritual, like put blood in the cup and drink it. Is He said something about an incantation. What does that actually do? And is that like magic or she just kind of wants to know more about what this thing is? It's, it's not magic in the way what the, the usurpers or the warlocks do. It is something else. There is the power of the blood is, is used, but it's not, not magic in the way that you need special education and training and years of study. It's a simple incantation in the procedure, as it were. Teach you. All right, so how do you do it then? When we return to where we woke, I will show you. It is hard to to move, and I need... Well, can use a use my fangs for that. You don't need a knife, but a nice sacrificial knife would be good. Something for the future. Yeah, I don't know any places that we're going to be able to find a sacrificial knife. That's a shame. Perhaps we will make one. Hmm. So we do this thing, and then, and then what? We're just like. And you are truly a pack. So it's like some kind of just blood bond then? Not not like that. Blood bond is slavery. This is camaraderie. This is a joint partnership. This is something else. This is sacred. And when we don't want to be partners anymore, how do you break it? It's not, you don't break it. Yeah, but there might come a time where we would go our separate ways, you know. Why would you go your separate ways? I don't know. My pack is still out there. And they're not going to have a problem with you becoming uh, part of another pack with, with Jimmy? It's not exclusive. You can be parts of many packs. For- I'm sure that the rest of mine are out there somewhere. Hmm. So who's in? Who are the people in your pack? He will be able to give you names. I don't have the names specifically right now because I haven't narrowed them all down. How many, though? Like, would it be three, four, ten? There are four others. Do you push him for more information on those people? Just their names would be sufficient. One that might strike you as odd is there is one that is a sir. As in, like, nightly. Mm-hmm. And to hear him say it would have you believe that this person is actual knighthood, not like modern-day honorary knighthood, but like fought armor, sword, shield, jousting. Okay. They're obviously also the eldest of the pack. Okay. I think she'll... We need to remember that. We need to remember the names. 
she'll really try to, to commit the names to memory. She'll make a special note that one of them must have been some kind of real kind of knight. And um, she thinks Art may find that interesting. Still not fully sold on the whole we need to do a ritual because she hasn't had to do this before. It's just your words, your bond. So, but he says this is the old way and okay, we'll see what the old way is like. So I think she'll just, yeah, walk back with him. She's definitely going to stay away from anything that gets him ranting again about antiluvians or canites or anything. Hmm. So there'll be one more thing Missy will ask him to tell her about. She'll start, uh, so tell me about, you know, your life before um, you ended up in the freezer. Like, what did you do besides, you know, the hunting of the, the old ones and all, but like, what did you, what did you do? Well, many things actually. We would, we would play games as a pack. We would work with other packs to take over a city, set it free from Camarilla control. Hmm. So when you take over a city from the Camarilla, then that means you've fought Others? Yes. Have you killed others? Or, you know, the thing? He gets a big predatory smile. Which thing? You know, the thing when our kind, I don't know, they take the power of another. He smiles. He closes his eyes for a second and memories like it is the sweetest vitae you will ever taste. Oh, well, I haven't tasted it. And according to you, I'll be tasting some vitae when we do this ritual. It's not the same, but it's the to to consume one utterly to take power of an elder for yourself. And. Mm. There is no greater feeling. How many times have you done that? He thinks few. When we find someone to take down, someone that needs disposed of, we will take turns. But only one person can can claim that heart's blood. I think that kind of makes her raise her eyebrows. They like all attack as a pack. Hmm. We work together. Yeah, no, I, I, I see. I've, I get it. You're a, a real pack. I think at that point, Missy kind of understands she's a predator, but this person's on a different predator level. His more than simple nourishment in the power. You get a portion of theirs. I think it's easiest if I show you. Hmm? And he looks around 
trying to find a good place. He's going to go off towards an alley where it is darker. Okay. Shafala. Away from the streetlights. And then he's going to go about halfway down the alley and turn around and look. He's going to see a little street lamp hanging in the middle of the alleyway that's just keeping it lit up. And he'll pick up a rock and he'll huck it at the light. And you can still see the ambient lighting has gone way down. But he will hold his hands to the sides with the palms up. And he will start from his waist and then rise up. And as you do, you will see his shadow pulls back and underneath him and then starts to expand and rise up and up and up, covering him, covering the area and just growing until it covers the entire side of the alleyway. And then it begins to move towards you. Hey, Cheshire, I don't, I don't know what it is you want to show me, but we can wait until we get back to the mall. And she's going to kind of start taking steps backwards. I mean, she's already seen this guy. He has incredible strength. And now this, this is. As you start taking steps back, the shadow will envelop you and you will feel it. And it feels cold, which as an undead, as a kindred is not a very usual situation. You know that outside during the winter when it's snowing in the lake up here in the northern parts of the country, it gets cold. But this time, you feel cold and feel it in your chest and your lungs, which, thankfully, you don't have to breathe. But here it is around you, and you can see nothing. That other part of her will kind of kick in, and she'll stop walking backwards, and she'll stand a little more determined, probably part bravado, but part really intimidation. Cheshire, really, I don't want to learn anything new tonight. We're done. You can stop. Takes an additional second or two, but the shadows will come down, and then he is simply standing in front of you. There are many gifts of the blood that different clans have access to. And when you share your pack, learn their gifts. And he begins just to like flex his hands and you can see the shadows from the light that are coming down the alleyway on his hand aren't responding in the way that they should. Why? I'm not sure that she would have any idea what, uh, what it's from. I think she would just be able to put maybe two and two together that she'll kind of look at him and say, so you got that trick by taking it from another kindred? This one specifically, no, this one was taught to me by, and he'll give you a name of one of the pack members. Mm -hmm. There are many, many things, and I've also taught them some of our gifts. Yeah, well, don't try anything like that again with me. Do you want to know how to do it? I could teach you. How to be an asshole? I got art for that. Nothing so, well, useless to us. If you realize your full potential. She feels a little threatened, like he may not 
know when to stop. Oh. I think we better head back to the mall and she'll kind of walk around him. Yes, we have much to teach you. And he'll walk behind you as you lead the way. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be quiet for a bit unless he's trying to make small talk. She's thinking about this. No, he's never been the one to initiate small talk, but he's been one to tell you all about various things that you think you need to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she thought this was going to be fun, kind of learn these things, but this has so far been very not fun for her. If anything, she's even more regretful of going on this little excursion. We have a couple of days to fast forward through before a couple of things. But I have questions that need answering. Okay. Do you allow him to teach you the incantation part of the Baldurini? So he'll be happy to teach you that. Yes. I think she would learn it, but she probably has zero intention of doing it. But why not? It's like spell chanting in languages that you probably don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you... Does the Coterie know that Jimmy is bloodbound? I think they suspect. Mm-hmm. But nobody's actually confronted her on it. Okay. What do you do with him over the next couple of days? Because it's going to take him a while to teach you the Valdery. I think it's using that as the excuse to keep him occupied so he doesn't go out and do anything stupid or foolish. Okay. So you're mostly still babysitting him. Mm-hmm. Do you attempt to get a hold of Art or Jimmy to... To tell him we've made a bad? No. No, you don't want to tell him that? Okay. Not until she absolutely would have to. I don't think she wants to do anything to make them think that she screwed up. So she's, that's for those are her friends and she doesn't want to be a disappointment. Okay. So she's probably going to just keep him busy. Keep him occupied, and let's hope things go fine, and he doesn't do anything stupid. Or I think right now it's she's trying to do damage control okay. as best she can. At some point, you will go to feed because, you know, it's going to be a couple of days. You are a vampire. You have to feed. Mm-hmm. Do you take him with you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> she does that real alone, quiet. No, not with him, because he would make it a spectacle. No, he would never. <laughs> never, no. If Raven tried to get a hold of you, would you respond to her? Yeah, I would respond. Okay. Would you meet her, or would you just, like, send messages? I would just send messages. I would say I'm a little busy. Sure. At the moment. There is a party coming up, a pre-Halloween party. It is being hosted slash thrown by Carol. Ugh. And she wants to go. The theme is of a monster mash, so vampires, werewolves, Frankensteins, lot creatures from the Black Lagoon, etc. 
and says that we should go pick out stuff to wear for costumes together before before that. She doesn't like Carol, but parties are always nice. She would like to go. Parties are fun. Right? Well, I think going shopping for an outfit for a party would be good. Yeah, we'll do that. Do you go with Raven? Do you go with Cheshire? I'd probably tell Raven I can't go with her shopping, but I will go shopping and bring Cheshire. Are you going to bring him to the party? No. Okay. Hell to the no. I think that's all of the questions I have for you at the moment that are relevant to the situation that is going to be happening. Okay. It works. <laughs>